Hey, Hawkeye fans, welcome to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk, Season 3, Episode 15, and I need a nap. It was a late one last night, staying up to watch the Hawkeyes, almost 2 a.m. before that game ended. But I do want to walk through the flow of the game a little bit, mostly the first half. There wasn't a whole lot going on in the second half of that game. Talk through some of the team stats, individual stats, some of the improvements that the Hawkeyes need to make. Some improvements that they 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 appear to have made in this game. They did did a lot of things that were different in the first two weeks, and that was fun to see on the offensive side of the ball. And then who's making plays for the Hawkeyes? And then what do they have coming up in the next couple of weeks? It's going to be a tough tough little run that the Hawkeyes have coming at them. Well, I was home watching the game in the man cave, and I was glad I wasn't there. I'll be honest. I was monitoring the radar because I was hearing that the weather was not good in Iowa. You could see that wall of rain and storms on the radar just heading towards Iowa City. And it pretty much did pour from the start in this game. And the offensive line at the start of this game was was really concerning again, just not getting any push on the first couple of plays. And this is an undersized defensive line. Other than Dom Peterson for Nevada, he was a big guy, only six feet tall, but he looked like a giant brick out there, about 300 pounds. And he was tough to handle on that defensive line. But, you know, Spencer Petrus had a nice pass in the middle of the field, a rare play over 15 yards. I believe it was the fourth play all season over 15 yards. So the first two games, the Hawkeyes only had three plays. On the offensive side of the ball that were over 15 yards. It's pretty unbelievable. But, you know, Spencer threaded the needle on that, and then Arlen did a nice job hanging on with a hand almost on that ball. And there were a couple of, of rough runs again. The offensive line just not seeming to open holes early on in this game. And it was a third down. It was one of those where I just I hate those long developing patterns down the sideline. There was one guy that cut across the middle, but he was covered up. There was just nobody open. And Petrus got sacked. So the game did not start great. I would, I would put it that way. We're, we're a little bit discouraged at this point. But the Hawk, Hawkeye defense got a couple of three and outs. They're just phenomenal, that defense. And, and Iowa started moving the ball some. You know, not able to score the first couple possessions. But Arlen Bruce fielded a punt at the 50. And there were just two guys bearing down on them. He can feel free to call a, a fair catch on that one. But he broke a tackle, got it to the Nevada 40. Just a great play and, and really showing some of that fearlessness that the Hawkeyes had with Charlie Jones. I mean, I think Arlen Bruce is looking as good as Charlie Jones was as a special teamer for the Hawkeyes. And Charlie, I was looking at his stats. He really doesn't get many special teams tries for Purdue. It's mostly just going out for passes and, Maybe that's what he wanted this year. You know, he may get 10 catches in a game at Purdue, but at Iowa he'd probably be getting, you know, four or five catches and and return four or five punts. Uh, you know, not I guess there'd be some fair catches in there, but maybe getting a couple of kick returns as well. So anyway, just interesting interesting to see that. And I think Arlen Bruce is is the right guy returning punts there. So it's fun to watch him. And the Hawkeyes, with a two-play scoring drive, there was a pass downfield to Brody Breck. Seemed like a nice pass by Petrus, 
Almost a nice catch as well. It just couldn't quite get hauled in. The defender was right on Breck there. And then a 40-yard touchdown run by true freshman Caleb Johnson. And boy, did he look good on that run. The Hawkeyes have a three-headed monster at running back, and that's great news. As this season progresses, they'll start giving him the ball more, and the Hawkeyes have three guys that can get it done. He broke a tackle. He ran right through a guy, ran over a guy, and then he rumbled in for his first TD as a Hawkeye. And then Drew Stevens came out instead of Aaron Blom uh, as the kicker and knocked in the extra point. So that was interesting as well. And, and, you know, that's, a, I guess, something showing that, you know, the coaches are willing to change if there's a player that they think uh, is going to do a better job. And, and Aaron Blom was only one of three in a really tough situation last week in the rain against Iowa State. But they put in Drew Stevens, and he was perfect in this game on two field goals and three extra points. Well, then a, a first down by Nevada, but Cooper DeGene with the interception on the sideline after that first down. He dragged his toe. What an athletic player he is, and the Hawkeyes were in business again inside Wolfpack territory. And, you know, you just wonder where this downfield passing was the last two weeks to keep those defenses honest, especially against the Cyclones last week. But there's a long pass to Keegan Johnson. There was a pass and interference penalty, unfortunately, also a hold on the play against Iowa. So those were offsetting. Then a post pattern and a first down again on a pass interference. So just some of the benefits that provides your, your offense, you can get those flags. It's going to open things up so that the defense can't just stack the middle of the line there. So, you know, it's those types of plays we've been waiting for this year. And what a pass, what a catch by Arlen Bruce for the touchdown. Actually, Spencer Petrus could have dropped it in there a little bit easier. He was just so wide open. But it was a TD pass to Arlen Bruce. He, he dove for it. Nice catch. And the first passing touchdown of the season for the Hawkeyes. And I guess to be fair, it was only the third touchdown of the season in Game 3. So it came from the 21-yard line. He just could not have been more open. Did a great job. Chasing that ball down, and Arlen Bruce is a good one, folks. We have a have a really good wide receiver in Arlen Bruce. We have some offensive players, and you know it's good to have some of those guys back. Keegan Johnson, Brody Brecht, getting those guys into the rotation. Hopefully, they can stay healthy and keep things moving forward on the offensive side of the ball. Well, after another stop by the Hawkeyes, D. Nevada had a 66-yard punt all the way down to the 6-yard line. And the Hawkeyes went for it. Another long pass to Brody Brecht on first down. The throw was just off a little bit. Didn't seem like a bad throw. Just really not on the same page. You know, Brecht's been out quite a bit. And I think those two will get that connection going here as they play more together. It looked like a back shoulder throw by Petrus. And Brecht wasn't expecting that. So incomplete. But I'm just happy to see the Hawkeyes going down the field with the football and, and wishing they would have done that more in the first couple of games. Then Gavin Williams on second and 10, he had a 12-yard run to give the Hawkeyes some breathing room out to the 18-yard line. Gavin was really looking good on that drive. He had some nice gains running the ball, had a long pass reception where he made some moves as well. Uh, but that drive stalled, 
And then Drew Stevens put it through the uprights for a 17-0 lead, and that's how it went into the half. Second half started, and then the lightning came, and the game was postponed. I think it's a minimum of 30 minutes. The game has to, has to be delayed when there's lightning. Fans had to get out of the stands. Players went to the locker rooms. The one thing that I enjoyed about that was, was thinking about all this time that the Nevada football players had to spend in that pink locker room during all the delays and, and had to be just looking around at the, the pink toilets and the pink walls and just wondering what is going on. Well, finally, they came out onto the field shortly before 10 o'clock p.m. You knew not many fans would be left after that delay. The students are probably out having fun on the town. The fans who have a ways to drive are probably on their way home soaking wet. But Nevada was looking pretty good out of the delay. They went on a nice drive, and the Hawkeye deep stood up, made some nice plays to back Nevada out of field goal range, highlighted by a sack from Lucas Van Ness. And Nevada's 6'9 quarterback played a couple of snaps on that drive. I, I almost cringed watching him. He did run for a first down on a fourth and two, but if Wagner or Van Ness, Noah Shannon, Jack Campbell put a hit on that kid, they could snap him in half. His calves just look like twigs out there. He's 6'9", 215. You wonder why he's on a, you know, playing quarterback on a football team and not trying to play some basketball somewhere at 6'9", with the, the skills you have to have to play quarterback. But delay number two hit, and the players and the fans filed out of the stadium again at 10.07 p.m. You just couldn't help but wonder if they would play any more after that. But they did before there was a third stoppage later. Altogether, three hours and 56 minutes of delays, and the game ended at 1.39 a.m., not a whole lot of action in that second half. Nevada tried a 57-yard field goal but missed. Drew Stevens, uh, again, did a really nice job. He had a 33-yard field goal in that second half. Looks to have a really strong leg. And the Hawkeyes had a one-play 55-yard drive. It was a second touchdown of the day by Caleb Johnson. Boy, I'm excited to watch what he can do the rest of this year and the rest of his career as a Hawkeye. Great combination of size and speed. And he just put on the Jets on this run and ran away from everybody on the defense. The prior TD, he ran a guy over. So he's got this combination of size, strength, and speed that's going to be exciting to watch. And it was good to see some of the backups on both sides of the line of scrimmage get into this game, get some experience playing at Kinnick, even if it was on a Sunday morning with very few fans at the game. Well, there were some big improvements in Game 3, but the competition wasn't as good. So we'll see, you know, as the Big Ten kicks off, how much they can continue to improve on the offensive side of the ball. The defense was good again. Very good. And they have been all year. Pitched a shutout and a 27-0 win. Only gave up 10 first downs. Held Nevada to 6 of 19 third down conversions. Gave up only 151 total yards of offense. 82 passing, 69 rushing. The Hawkeyes had 15 first downs, 7 of 16 on third down conversions, 337 total yards, 175 passing by Spencer Petrus on 14 of 26 for a completion percentage of 54%. Not great, but better, better than it's been. There were some drops, maybe some miscommunications, some plays left out there, and some big ones too. But 
Spencer did miss Reganey. He overthrew him as he was streaking to the corner of the end zone, had gotten behind the defense for what would have been a sure touchdown. The Hawkeyes are still last in the nation in total offense, but at least they're averaging over 200 yards per game now at 217. Hopefully we'll be moving out of that that, that bad position, 131st. Uh, they're only 16 yards from the next team now, and, and hopefully they'll continue to improve that offense. But it's, it's going to get tougher on them now in the Big Ten. Nevada is at 119th in total offense now after not being able to do anything against the Hawkeyes. That was the fourth game for Nevada. They dropped to 2-2. Two and two. The Hawkeyes are number four in total defense, giving up just 194 yards per game. A couple of teams that the Hawkeyes will be playing this season, Minnesota and Michigan are both ahead of the Hawkeyes, and James Madison is at number one in total defense. Well, let's take a look at some of the individual performances. Petrus, I mentioned 54% passing needs to get that up, but better job of pass protection. Blocking on the line, it seemed like Nevada did have three sacks. And there were some passes that looked like they could have been completed. A couple to Keegan Johnson. You know, he's missed a lot of time due to injuries. It was just really good to see him out there. He's one of the most dynamic playmakers they have on offense, and they've missed him sorely. But I thought there were some good passes thrown to Brody Brecht. Uh, you know, a couple of them, maybe they just weren't on the same page on those. They'll, they'll look at film and figure that out, but... It was just great to see the Hawkeyes attacking down the field. And Spencer looked like he was going for the backside shoulder throw uh, while Brecht was expecting the ball more inside. Hard to tell on those, but hey, you know, I was encouraged that there were some positive things here. Uh, good to see, again, you know, Brecht out there. And, and, and he's going to be a good one, I think. He's such a big, a big guy, and they were comfortable going deep, deep to him down the sideline. So I thought the best thing was just seeing plays where Spencer was, was zipping the ball down the field. He completed three of his three of eight on the long passes. A couple more looked like they could have been completed, but that opens up that offense. And, you know, as I've mentioned, I wish they would have done that earlier in the season. I don't care who the personnel is. They just need to air it out a few times, keep the defense from being able to load the box as much. Caleb Johnson led the Hawkeyes in rushing with two touchdown runs of greater than 40 yards. And I saw somewhere that this was the first time under Kirk Ferentz a running back ran for two touchdowns for over 40 yards in the same game and the first time a Hawkeye runner has done it since Tavian Banks, the great Tavian Banks. It probably would have been that 1997 season when Tim Dwight and Tavian Banks led that prolific offense. But just seven carries for Johnson, 103 yards, and almost 15 yards per carry. Gavin Williams had a nice game, 16 carries, 57 yards, about three and a half yards per carry. And LaShawn Williams was out. Sorry to hear uh, he's lost a, a family member this past week, and, and he was away from the team to be with his family. So really sorry to hear that. But the other two true freshmen, Jazzy and Patterson, Got, uh, was able to get some carries as well, six for 20 yards. And they may need him. You know, if there's any injuries, those running backs, they may need him later in the year. So good to see him get some work in, in the game situation. As far as receiving, Nico Reganey 
is finally back. He had two catches for 56 yards. The one catch, I thought it was going to be an interception, and he somehow basically just pulled the ball away from the defender on a nice gainer. Arlen Bruce had three catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Gavin Williams, three catches out of the backfield. Keegan Johnson, two catches. Great to see him out there. Another playmaker that this offense needs so bad with he and Arlen Bruce out there and then Brody Brecht. There are some playmakers on this offense that are going to make some things happen. So that was exciting to see. Only, I think it was two catches uh, by Sam Laporta and none by Luke Lachey. So just, I believe, two catches by the tight ends in this game. On the defense, Jack Campbell had 10 tackles, Van Ness with eight, including one and a half sacks, and another tackle for loss. Aaron Graves got to play some D-line. He had four tackles. He had a sack. He assisted on a tackle for loss. Cooper DeGene got the interception. Really fun player to watch out there, as is Terry Roberts, the cornerback, and the gunner on the punt team. But he had an interception, returned it for a touchdown. Unfortunately, it was called back due to a lineman on that defensive line being lined up off sides. That was a bummer. Well, Bruce did a really nice job, as I've mentioned, returning punts. He had three returns for 41 yards, a 25-yard long there. Caleb Johnson returned kicks in place of Riley Moss. I think just getting him some more work now that they're feeling really comfortable that they've they've got a a guy that can can do some things out there, and, and you need to get get him as many touches as he can. So get him on that kickoff team. Stevens was perfect on field goals and extra points, so hopefully he's going to be a really reliable kicker for the Hawkeyes moving forward and maybe have that position locked down for the next four years. Corey Taylor, seven punts, averaging 47 yards, one touchback, and four punts inside the 22, downed by the great Gunners, Terry Roberts and Cooper DeGene. Um, I think Terry got two of them down right around the two-yard line. Just fun guys to watch out there on that punt team. But overall, you know, the game was too long. It ended just before 2 a.m. I stayed up watching the whole game, of course, and you know, it, it's hard to know what to take from it, but I'm hoping at least the players got some confidence with some of the success they had on the offensive side of the ball. The defense is nasty, uh, but they need some help as the Big Ten kicks off. You know, they just need to get that win in New Jersey this week have the offense rolling a little bit, you know, getting maybe three touchdowns, two touchdowns, maybe one from the defense as well. Um, They just need to continue to grow on what they're doing each week. The offensive line needs to keep getting better. It looked like Tyler Ellsbury maybe played well at guard, opened up some holes for the running backs. Uh, They need to continue to pass down the field. They've got more weapons that are healthy now, so – hoping they can bust some big plays. They need to get the ball to Arlen Bruce on jet sweeps, screens. Um, It's going to be really interesting to watch things develop the next couple of weeks. Rutgers on the road and then Michigan at home. Two good defensive teams, and the Hawkeyes are going to need to to score some points to win those games. Rutgers is ranked 91 in total offense, averaging 369 yards per game. They're ranked 10th in total defense, only giving up 240 yards per game. So to me, this is the biggest test so far for the Hawkeyes. Iowa State, you know, that was a test, obviously, but that game was at home. 
and it's a team that has a lot of new faces, uh, not a lot of production that they were trying to replace. So now it's time for the Big Ten on the road, and that's always a difficult task. So let's see some continued improvement this week. Just got to get that W somehow. And I'm sticking with my prediction for the Hawkeyes to win this one. Updating my score to 20 to 16. The Hawkeyes win. Maybe Terry Roberts gets the defensive TD to count this week. Let's get the W, Hawks. Go, Hawks!